Hello and welcome to the Mentally Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Stinner, mental fitness coach for high performers, basically a personal trainer for your mind. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur or a professional who wants to do more in your life and business, you're in the right place. This show is all about living to your fullest potential, experiencing more happiness, fulfillment, and success, breaking through the limitations of your mind, showing up with more energy, focus, and confidence, overcoming stress and anxiety, and optimizing your physical and mental performance. My goal is to support you in your personal development journey so that you can work less, accomplish more, and be happier. Are you with me? Let's get it. What's up, you guys? So on this episode of the Mentally Fit Podcast, we're going to be talking about how to deal with self-doubt and build up your self-esteem. Um, if you're if you're like me, you know I had a lot of self-doubt and self-esteem issues growing up. I had a lot of struggles. Um, if you listen to my first podcast, you know a little about that. I'll dive into a little bit today. But really, the goal of today's podcast is give you a nice, sweet, and short process of how you can start to build that with yourself and how to move thing through those things that feel like they're crippling, you know, the, the days where you just kind of might be in a little bit of a, you know, you might even describe it as like depression, you know, for me, it came in waves. I wasn't like chronically depressed for long periods of time, but there were definitely days where, um, I felt like, you know, there was no point to do anything and I didn't feel like I had, you know, any worth, you know, why would anybody want to listen to me? Why would, you know, why do I, why am I, you know, special enough to, take action and do anything different, right? So I'm gonna dive into how to build yourself out from that, or even if you're somebody who notices it sometimes and you're just trying to increase your consistency and your ability to stay more stable with your emotions, because that's really one of the main things I talk about is emotional intelligence and as a professional, somebody who's striving to grow, you know, we're always looking to improve our performance and a lot of the times our emotions get in the way and mess us up and that's not because oh emotions are annoying they just why do we even have them it's because we don't know how to regulate them we don't understand don't understand them in our culture we're we're not taught about emotional intelligence in school or most likely even from our families right but i see it just as important um as eating and driving a car and so does the professional world it's the number one skill that is actually deemed important, the most important to getting a raise and moving up in a business, moving up in the corporate world, is your ability to communicate, your ability to communicate your emotions, your ability to stay stable in high pressure state, uh, situations in terms of your emotions. So managing your emotions and having emotional intelligence is the number one skill in my mind, um, professionally, um, in many other ways, but I wouldn't call it number one for your personal life. Anyway, I digress, but not really. Um, Let's just jump right into it, start giving you some tips. All right. So I'll kind of maybe I'll give an example of my life. You know, I grew up not going to school. Um, my dad was pretty kind of kept us like, I guess you could say, sheltered a bit. And um, I struggled a lot with education and my self-esteem. I was literally at 14. I was overweight. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really feel like I had much worth. And my dad struggled with mental health issues, which trickled into you know, my experience as a child, you know, and what your parents do you em emulate, 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 I think is the right word, right? <laughs> um, it's just natural, right? We kind of just, we just learn from our parents because, you know, they are 
they are the the figures that teach us how to think feel and do you know even if we don't like it subconsciously where we're taking on a lot of how they do things so it's good to be aware of that so let's just jump right into you know how do we build the self-esteem how do we build ourselves out of let's say self-doubt and i would say one key thing is to keep promises with yourself right so as an example you know if you promise yourself that you're going to you know let's say go for a walk or um, stop eating something or start exercising or change a habit whatever and you don't follow through with that you're going to start not trusting yourself right it's just like any other relationship so a relationship with another person the way you build trust is keep promises and you follow through right so that way that person can trust that what you say you're gonna do right that's how you build trust it's no different than with yourself okay you have a relationship with yourself and it's the same type of relationship in your mind when there's a lot of self-talking going on right there's a lot of you know a lot of a lot of talk out there in the world about negative self-talk and you know the logical mind is saying all these negative things and you know that's a whole bundle of stuff that could be traumas and fears and all kinds of things that the brain has just created and you might have a lot of negative thoughts going on so that type of conversation is the relationship with yourself it's the conversations you have with yourself in your head which you might not be even that aware of it can be quite negative and bringing awareness to those things is probably the first step so bring awareness to what's going on in your head in terms of your thoughts bring awareness to promises that you're are trying to keep with yourself but you're not keeping right because that's really going to stabilize your belief in yourself right building trust with yourself is is the number one thing i think to get going right off the bat um and you know you might relapse there's cycles right in terms of how things work um relapsing is not a big deal relapsing is a part of the cycle of change as long as when you relapse you're farther ahead than when you started that change right so that's what's important next is going to be doing the inner work and uh this is something that you know i i I definitely had a hard time figuring out when i was younger you know i just thought that you would just you know you grit things through you just become disciplined you just you know um, a man's tough and can just work through things and can grind through it and that's what makes you successful and and uh, a masculine healthy masculine man right and it's just not true like you're gonna burn yourself out you're gonna overwork yourself, you're gonna have issues and traumas that you carry with you through your entire life. And it's it's like trying to push a boulder up a hill every day, you know? Because every single day you have all these little tips, all these little tricks and all these little things that you do to push down this thing that keeps coming up because you never dealt with the, the trauma or the issue or actually got to the understanding of why you feel a certain way when something happens or if you know you start to tune into your emotions and you start feeling like sad or whatever the emotion is. And then you're just like, well, I don't even want to go there. So I'll just ignore it. Right. And all you're really doing is pushing that stuff down. It never goes away. Right. You just have this little game with yourself mentally where you just either avoid it or you just push it down every day. How effective is that? You know how much energy you are wasting compressing that every single day? Energy that could be used towards personal growth, energy that could be used towards growing your business or, you know, moving up in your corporate world or whatever's going on in your life. It's such a waste of energy. So we want to, we want to do the inner work, right? Healing emotional blocks 
gets rid of mental blocks, okay? Learning subconscious blocks from childhood, right? So for me, um, I had a huge lack of believing in myself because of my, my lack of education. Specifically, the biggest issue for me was that I couldn't read, which made me feel very insecure and very incapable to really do anything. Um, you know, if you can't read, it's very difficult to get a job. It's very difficult to really take action and do anything. Um, and that is something that I had to understand why did it create this fear? Obviously I went in, you know, got better, educated myself, got better at reading, but I still had this underlying lack of belief in myself, fear that I would embarrass myself because I do something wrong. You know, even if I make like content or make something in my business, I have, you know, there was this fear of like, misspelling something or writing something improperly or sounding stupid so what would happen is it would paralyze me to even want to do anything because when i was younger i got embarrassed so many times from having to read something out out loud and uh doing it wrong and people like laughing at me making fun of me or something like that right it was very embarrassing it was very scary so i just shut down and i wouldn't do it and that reflected into my business and my personal life so getting into that space and finding out, okay, and, and this is past the point where like I, I you know, I can read now, I'm doing fine. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the best at English, I'm way better at math, but I'm capable to function in the world. I can do the things I need to do, but it's still something that comes up. It's still, it's energy wasted on managing that issue and that self-doubt, right? So how do I, how do I move past that? Now, I'm not going to get into things too much on this episode, but a lot of it is, recognizing that emotion, feeling that emotion, right? And it's just taking a moment and being present in your body and recognizing, you know, in terms of emotional intelligence, what's going on here, right? For me, it was a, a struggle of having to, instead of avoiding the discomfort, sit into this discomfort, feeling the fear of doing something wrong, settling into that emotion of, you know, oh, if I make this, I'm gonna, I might look stupid or I'm going to do it wrong. And just actually feeling that and going like, no, it's okay. I, you know what? Done's better than perfect, whatever you want to say. And just recognizing that and, and supporting that emotion because it's interesting that all we have to do is witness an emotion and hold, hold it, hold space for it is what they say. And it usually dissolves it. But what ends up happening, most of us, is that we just dodge it. We avoid it. We don't want to go near it because, A, we're afraid of getting trapped in it. B, we, we don't know what to do with it. We think that we need to fix it or change it, but all you really need to do is just feel what that emotion is because it's screaming at you. It's trying to get your attention for a reason. Say, I see you, I hear you. It's okay. We're safe. We'll be fine. There's all kinds of ways to do this. That's a simple one. And then just letting that go, breathing into it, and then moving forward. You know, there's a, a lot of emotions run through our nervous system you know, there's chemical reactions, all kinds of stuff in our brain. And, you know, there's, it's quite complex, but emotions do get stuck in the body. It's a thing. Um, you know, I kind of, I'll just tell this story, but my dad was um, a body worker, I guess you could call it. And uh, he, I remember one day working with him and being in his office and he was working on uh, somebody who had um, ghost limb syndrome. I, I think I might be saying that wrong, but it's basically this guy fell out of a tree. I think he was a arborist, you know, where they cut down trees. And uh, he fell out of a tree 
and uh, the chainsaw, I don't know the story exactly, somehow as he was falling, actually cut off his arm. It's a pretty horrible story. And as this guy was falling, um, he hit a tree branch on the way down and, and went unconscious. And uh, this guy was basically struggled with um, ghost limb syndrome. Ugh, that's probably not the right title, but <laughs> uh, don't quote me on that. And it's basically the concept where even though your limb, so for example, his arm was gone, but he felt like he could feel the pain in the arm, like he could feel pain in his fingers. Very interesting. So it's a lot of emotional, psychological um, sensory that's going on in that place. And this guy was basically waiting to fall because he got knocked out on the way down. He was waiting to hit the ground and he was holding, he was clenching his fist, waiting to hit the ground. And he, he got knocked out or hit the ground. So he could, he just like pictured and felt like he was clenching his fist the whole time. His emotional energy, his mindset was holding this, this fist and he couldn't let it go. He had pain all day, all night in it. And he doesn't have an arm anymore, right? But somehow he has pain in his hand, right? And uh, it's kind of a wild story. My dad's got some wild stories. But um, my dad recognized this, and he pushed him off the table <laughs> while he was working on him. I know that sounds silly, but he, he like went into this shock, hit the ground, and it basically reenacted the scenario of him actually hitting the ground that he was, his body was waiting for. And as soon as he hit the ground, all of a sudden the pain in his arm started to dissipate because his mind emotionally, mentally was holding on to that moment, was holding on to that pain, right? So my point here is that emotions create pain and it's very important to feel into them and to process them because if we don't, we'll hold on to that pain. And it manifests in many, many different ways, you know, many, many different ailments, right? It really just depends on the person. And I'm not getting into health and all that kind of stuff. It's my own little hobby and I really love and enjoy health. I grew up in it. It's important in my life. But the health I like to focus on is mental health. And emotions and emotional intelligence is a huge part of that right? So if we can become more aware of our emotions, right? And a healthy man, healthy masculine is somebody who can be vulnerable and strong at the same time, somebody who can lean into what's going on and explore it. You are not a healthy man. You're not healthy masculine. If you tough things out, if you don't show vulnerability, that's not healthy. I don't care if you think you're tough as fuck. It's not true. Because all you're doing is putting on a hard shield and not you're all soft and, and discombobulated in, in the center, right on the inside. If you want to, true strength, true resilience, you're able to be you know, vulnerable and strong at the same time. Because that is courage. Courage comes from doing something that is scary, stepping into that unknown, exploring those emotions, holding those emotions, right? We're not getting stuck in this, right? We're not getting stuck in this. We're just becoming more aware of it, just as we are learning how to cook a meal, drive a car, right? It's a skill, and it actually changes neurological pathways in your mind. You're developing skills. You're building mental muscles here, okay? So doing the work inside, doing the inner work. 
And that's a whole topic. I'm going to do coaching on that stuff because everybody's different and there's, you know, exercises and processes to go through to explore that stuff. And that's a whole, you know, thing I can unravel maybe on another episode, but we're talking about self-doubt here. So doing the work, self-doubt, really what I'm getting at here is emotional things that hold you back, emotional things that hold you back. Those are the biggest struggles for self-doubt, right? And it comes up and manifests in many, 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 many different ways. Just really depends on your experiences, uh, traumas you had growing up, you know, psychological beliefs you developed, right? And these are loops that have created, you know, patterns and networks in your mind where you repeat this process subconsciously. And if we're just trying to avoid it and dodge it and try to outthink these emotions and these subconscious wirings that are in our head, good fucking luck. It, you're ne- you're never going to win. You might feel like you win every day because you have to hustle and go hard and work your ass off to not pay attention to it. But you're, you're going to have to struggle and force and go through resistance every single day. Why not fix that and not have that resistance, right? Do you want to build self-doubt? Do the inner work. All right. So I talked about my journey a little bit there. Um, but in terms of my self-doubt, you know, so many different phases, right? Like how do you break apart all the little lessons in your life? Right. I mean, I went through, um, you know, thinking that if I got physically fit, that would fix it. Nope. I thought that if I build discipline, that would fix it mentally. Nope. And then I started exploring emotional stuff and also spiritual things in terms of what's your purpose. What's the reason here? And what I've found is there's really three areas to build your self-esteem and three areas to um, focus on as you're developing yourself. And there's the logical mind, okay, which is what we think in our culture is the only thing we need to develop, right? IQ test, schools, technical skills, build and do math equations. It's what we just prize as the most important intelligence in our culture. But there's three other intelligence. There's emotional intelligence, creative intelligence, and what you call street smarts which is kind of more like uh, critical thinking, um, being more realistic, right? That kind of stuff. Because, you know, we all know the story of the guy who um, is very book smart. He's the nerd. And then he gets into, you know, life situations and is just has no fucking idea what he's doing. Awkward and weird about stuff and doesn't solve the problem. But then you get the, the ghetto kid who, who's got it all figured out, but he doesn't know how to read. He doesn't know how to do math, Right totally different intelligences, but you'd say that they are both important, right? So there's four of them, okay? And what I've found though, is that connecting and understanding your mind, your logical thought, which should not run the show, PS, that is gonna drive you insane. You cannot outthink your mind. Don't try to fix your problems by outthinking them. You're just gonna go in a circle, okay? There's your emotions, which is kind of more your heart, right? How you feel things, right? And then there's your intuition, right? That's your gut. Those are like your three brains. Those are like your three parts of your body, right? That matter. And it's learning how to connect to those three places, balancing those in different situations for when you need to resource them to move forward or take on a challenge or evolve, grow, become more conscious in your life. Those are the three things you want to develop. It's not just your mind. Okay. It's not just mindset. It's not just discipline. (laughs) You're gonna just go around and around and around and around in a circle because you're not dealing with the other two things. You're ignoring them. And a logical mind is like a snail speed compared to intuition 
in terms of solving problems and answering questions and figuring out what you want to do. You try to overthink everything, right? You're just going to go in a circle. And if you've experienced that, you're going to always come up with some bullshit to talk yourself down, right? To think that something is not going to work, to ponder all the answers because you don't feel safe to actually take the next step. But if you just bring safety and realize the truth in it all, you can just take the next step and you condense that time frame by one hundredth of the time, right? Makes a big difference. So in terms of building your self-esteem and getting rid of self-doubt, I would say those are some pretty key ones. I mean, you could, there's so many things, right? You can check out your values, which I think I talked about in a past podcast. You could be working on something that is bigger than you, right? That builds up your confidence. That gets you excited because when you come outside yourself, you don't focus on your own bullshit, which is most likely overthinking. If you're actually being present, you're going to pass a lot of the self-doubt. But we don't want to bypass all the time. We really never want to bypass. We want to figure out and learn, right, why something's holding us back. You know, if you, you have a car, right, and let's just say it's a beater, because I'm, I'm just going to be blunt. Most people are driving a beater body, beater mind, beater emotional body, right? You can have all these things that are wrong with it. It's got a flat tire. This is rusty. The door fell off. It's like, you know, are, are you just going to say, well, whatever, I'm just going to, you know what? It still drives. I'll just, I need to get to point A to point B. And like, as long as I just push down on the gas pedal really hard, it'll get there. <laughs> is that efficient? Is that like, yeah, sure. It might get you there. But like, is that how you want to go about life? Dealing with all this bullshit, but just like grinding and quote unquote, hustling your way through with discipline. No. What if you could fix the car on the way to the destination so that the ride was smoother, so that the ride had AC, so that you could go faster and take some turns and have some fun, but not beat the thing up so that you have to pull over and pour water all over, pour water all over the engine so it cools down. You know, whatever. I come up with all the analogies you want, but that's the concept. We could get there, but how is the journey going to be on the way? And you can compress the fuck out of time frames. If that car is a Ferrari versus some rusty old bucket, right? It's the same thing with the body and the mind. We want to work on these things. We want to improve ourselves. We want to increase our performance so we can compress that time frame so we can be happier, so we can enjoy the journey. Sure, we can get there without doing it. Is that what you want, though? Right? Okay, I'm going to leave it at that, you guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you so much for showing up today and listening. I'm grateful you stayed here until the end, and I hope you got something out of it. If so, drop me a rating and review because it helps more people like you get the support they need. Also, feel free to share this podcast with a friend or screenshot and add it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at Jonathan Sinner, and I'll definitely share you. I've got more resources for you over there, so definitely check those out. Don't be shy hitting me up on any questions. I answer all my DMs. Stay mentally fit out there, and I'll see you next time.